Hi, this is William Hong, and you probably remember me from American Idol. If you want to learn more about everything that's going on before and after the American Idol audition and how you can chase your own dreams, this is Chasing Dreams with ABJ. Welcome to Chasing Dreams Podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams Podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Dream Chasers, this is Amy J, and thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 206 of Chasing Dreams. Guys, we are bi-weekly at this point, but we are bringing you some amazing guests, and today is no exception. Today, I have to introduce you to William Hung. After his American Idol edition and rendition of She Bangs, he became famous for all the wrong reasons. Despite the harsh criticism he endured, William persevered, having gone to attract a cult-like following releasing three albums, and even performed live last year with Ricky Martin in Las Vegas. A motivational speaker and professional optimist, William is proof that the underdog can succeed when you rise above the haters and choose to be happy. You know that's a perfect fit for this show. William has appeared on media outlets like Fox, ABC, NBC, uh, publications like Rolling Stone's, Time Magazine, USA Today. He's been on Jimmy Kimmel. He's been on the Ellen DeGeneres Show. And guys, he wrote a book. And that's actually what brings him here today. Not just his experience with those past items and and events, but this book I read. It's fantastic. You guys should check it out. All the links will be in the show notes. William, how are you doing? I'm excited. I am so stoked. Uh, a mutual friend of ours, Sarah, uh, suggested that you come on the show. And she told me you wrote a book, sent it to me. It was an amazing book. Congratulations. Champions by Choice. Wonderfully written. And it's all about what you've done in the past, um, was it 15 years or so? Yeah. 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 So let's let's talk about the book. The book itself, because a lot, you're right. A lot of people are familiar with you from American Idol and your experience there. And I remember you. I, I didn't watch American Idol, so I didn't see your episode. I saw the news that resulted from the episode. And you you became famous as a result of that. And so the book talks about champions by choice. And a lot of people who are watching this and during this month of October, which is known for bullying and cyberbullying month, you know, you had eternal optimism facing that, right? Um, you talk yes. about it in the book. There are three C's. And guys, we'll talk about each of these as we do it. More details, though, are in the book. Communicate, context, connection. In the book, though, and from your resulting, can you talk about that moment in American Idol? And again, not to give spoilers, but what was it like facing, you're singing, you're singing out of pure joy, right? And then you're slapped, kind of, with this criticism. What was that like? It was a little bit disappointing. Mm. Only a little bit because I knew that Simon Cowell is going to be the mean guy. Okay. He always he has a role to play. He's known for that. Mm-hmm. So it didn't surprise me. 
So while it didn't surprise you, you actually said, and I, I think it was to Randy or Paula's comments, uh, that you're walking out knowing you did your best. Yes. And therefore, you're okay with whatever happens. And they said, you know, that's an amazing attitude. Have you always had that mindset of, of as long as I do my best, then it's okay? Uh, I, I got that from my, from my parents. Mm. Uh, and, and I feel that, that my parents, uh, they, they have a different perspective in terms of how they want to create my life. Even though they still want me to do well in school, they still want me to get a good job when I was a, a kid. They didn't put so too much pressure on me uh, when I wasn't being, you know, the top students in Hong Kong. Uh, that's where I got it from. It's more like a mindset, a mentality. Like, yeah, I would say that if you honestly gave your best, what what else can you? What else can you do? You just gotta accept the result and and, and move on. Yeah, it's very true, and you know. Coming from an Asian family, from uh, culturally, you know, we all typically have parents who want us to be certain things, right? Yeah. Engineers, doctors, lawyers, uh, those professional things. You did that in a source, you know, pursuing civil engineering. Yes. When this opportunity for American Idol came up and you had an interesting approach to it, you talk about in the book, but what made you decide to go for it? I won the talent show at school. Mm -hmm. And that's what gave me the confidence. Like a few days later, I heard on the news, oh my God, American Idol auditions will be coming over to San Francisco. That's like, not, not my backyard, but really, really close. Right. I could just take a, take a train and show up. And then you were, you, like, so if you hadn't won that contest, would you have gone, do you think? No, probably not. So to win and have that kind of, I guess, um, credibility under your belt yeah you had yeah, that empowerment school talent show, winning that school talent show you know regardless if i have the best thinking talent it wasn't easy no no absolutely not i mean the fact that you did a school talent show is impressive enough okay because i i could not you would have to drag me to do that <laughs> and i think people have previously uh but i'm not an entertainer like that by any stretch <laughs> But for yeah. you to go ahead and do it, you actually did it twice. Like you went, um, and it's going to be poor wording. You hid the secret. You hid the secret of, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, trying for the, going out for American Idol. I'm just perform It's not performing, but for auditioning. You went out yes, to audition, audition and you hid the audition, right? From your parents, yes. from your friends. Yes. You actually didn't tell anybody that you were going to yeah, do this, yeah. but you made right. it. To Hollywood, how is it you could hide the secret through two rounds? Uh, the, the, the preliminary rounds they typically do not broadcast. Uh, they only and even if you go to sit, uh, sing in front of Randy, Paula, and Simon, only a small number of auditions will get broadcast on TV. And even if we get on TV, uh, most people they they their audition they they don't make it, and yeah. that's the end of it. Right, nobody really cares. But so, but for some reason, my audition not only was broadcasted, but it went viral, which is crazy. It's like, how could it happen? How did all this happen? And you had no idea this was happening when you went back to your civil engineering classes, right? Like it was a normal day. You knew you didn't make yeah. it. Yeah, it aired, and you were just trying to go about your life. But it seems like the world and your your professors weren't trying to do that. Can you talk a little bit about? What it was like to find out you went viral? 
Oh my goodness, that was crazy. Uh, I actually knew something could be happening the night after they broadcast my audition because th there were over like hundreds of emails uh, suddenly to my Berkeley email inbox. <laughs> and then the email came from Entertainment Tonight, Ryan Seacrest Show, Moby Producers. I was like, what? Really? What is this? I don't know you guys. And then the, ne and then the next day I went back to class uh, I was like instead. I was trying to be a normal student, uh, pretend nothing happened. And then the, one of my, my classes, the professor, they, he showed my audition in front of hundreds of students, <laughs> and then the, and then the, and then the whole world knows about it. A few days later, the, somehow the word got spread to my mom and my dad, and my mom called me. It's like, oh my god, what are you doing on TV? <laughs> I just saw you. <laughs> You know, parents want to see your kids on TV, but they tend to like to have some kind of forewarning when it happens. Yeah, that's for sure. So let's talk about after that, though, because you learned some lessons. You were actually faced with a choice. And I got to say, I'm not sure I would have. I, I love the choice you made. Right. Uh, so you were faced with the choice of do I keep going to study or do I go down this entertainment path? What yeah. do I do? And, right. you know, based on the decision makes, it's it's easy for people to say that was, of course, he, and you talk about this in the book, of course, they could, he chose that. But what went through your mind in making that decision? And can you talk a little bit to, the, to our listeners, what happens where you're faced with chasing your dream versus chasing an alternate? Well, there, there, there's a lot behind this decision, and a lot of it I, I did, uh, that I'm about to share. It's not, it's not in the book. Mm -hmm. uh, so the first, so the first thing is that my, my, I feel that I only got one life to live, and my, my, my peers, classmates, he reminded me that he said that William, you don't want to regret later in your life, but for not doing it. Uh, and then the, then the, the another interesting point uh, they they told me was like, William, did you see people? that they are selling your stuff on eBay? Wait, oh my God. What? Yeah, they were selling shirts, selling dolls with the adult permission. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, yeah, and I, I wasn't, I didn't like know about all those things. Uh, and, and then, and then uh, a few days later after that, uh, my, one of my fans created the website, williamhung.net, and it got over 8 billion hits in less than a month. I can't imagine that in ten years. That's crazy. Yeah, those are the the, the so some like interesting facts that, that that I didn't mention in the book, but but those were some uh, important factors. It's like, oh my god, if people are you know, I would say, well, I I don't have a better way to phrase this. Taking advantage of me, then I can't just sit around and do nothing either. I mean, it's accurate, right? I mean making money off of your image, your likeness, your stuff. Uh, yeah. And so looking back now, X years later, do you regret having made the choice you did? No. And actually, I do, I, the other, the, the, another thing I want to point out is actually not just the money, uh, because I'm, not, I'm really not but just a money person. Uh, to me, the most important thing is getting uh, people to know the truth behind my story, the facts behind everything. Uh, there's a lot of uh, rumors and false news at the time. Uh, there was one really outrageous one that says, like, William committed suicide. It's like, what the? What? Who <laughs> <laughs> came up with that? You know? Oh, uh, man. You were part of the celebrity death hoax. You, you can rank yourself 
among Samuel Jackson, <laughs> Betty White, all the people that get fake death, right? All yeah. those people are alive, by the way, guys. This is just hoax that somebody does. That's so crazy that somebody put that out there. Yeah. So when you make this decision to go down the entertainment path, you do it, right? You have yeah, three albums, right? You, you come out with three albums. You've done movie roles, TV shows. Uh, you've you've had this experience. At any point, did you think this is my future? This is all I want to do moving forward ever again? Or did you have doubts and think, you know, maybe I want to do something else? I would I, I would say that I kind of knew that I couldn't last forever. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how long it would last, uh, but it turns out that it lasted about four years. Uh, and then my entertainment career slowed down. And then that's when I had to make the choice. And then I decided to go back to school, get a job, just take, take the safe route. And the thing is, is that that's not necessarily a bad decision. You ended up with a job. You ended up yeah. working. Um, yeah. And do you think that, let's talk a little bit about the background of this, though, because, you know, as an Asian myself, right, as an Indian with her own parents who have their own thoughts on how things should go and, you know, are supportive of me nonetheless, I know a lot of people fear the perception of others, in, in particular family members and how they react yeah. to, to the decisions we make, especially chasing yeah. something that's not guaranteed necessarily, right? It's not, Yeah. it's unsure. It's not like a lawyer, no. doctor, engineer. How did no. your parents react to you trying to do this? Well, my, my parents were, were not sure about mm. what, to, what to think of it at first. They, they, went, they went along with the ride. Uh, and, and then not too long, maybe a few weeks, few months, uh, and then they got on board. They said that they want to help manage me. Uh, so my, my dad turned out to be my manager. My mom is the, my dad's my Asian. My mom had manager. My mom is the usually the one travels with me. Uh, it's, it's crazy because, uh, she actually, uh, excited for me. Uh, maybe she has fears herself, sure. but I remember when I was young, she is saying something along the lines of, I saw Michelle Kwan, the prominent figure skater. Yeah. I saw Michael Chung, the prominent tennis star. When will I hear William Hung? <laughs> That's what parents want. That's pa yeah. what parents want, right? Yeah. Well, so it's great that your parents supported you. And continued yeah. on. Sometimes we fear that, that that will never be the case. And sometimes, unfortunately, guys, that can be the case where your family doesn't necessarily uh, support what you're doing. Yeah. Did you ever face that kind of, I don't want to say backlash, but like resistance in support at any point after you kind of move forward? Yeah, of course, there's resistance. Uh, like, like, even though they... they, they they want to support me as their as my parents. Mm -hmm. uh, they want they want they are still very uh, very protective. They thinking about like like uh, how how could, how to minimize risk. Uh, so that happened later on when when my entertainment career slowed down, mm -hmm. uh, and they gave me the idea to you know go back and get a job, get stable income because because they are they've been through uh, like like a difficult life. They didn't grow up rich. So that's why I understand why they might be risk averse. You know, you have a great, you have a great mentality when it comes to this. Like I'm hearing it in the, I read it in the book. I can hear it in your conversations now, right? A lot of people could be easily offended by those holding them back, right? Or even yeah. just the criticism they're getting. 
And you you alluded to the fact that you kind of grew up with this positive mindset, the optimistic mindset, but I'm hearing it, I'm seeing it. Do you ever get frustrated being an optimist? Yeah, of course. Uh, there, not everything works out uh, the, the way I want. Like, like, like uh, especially in, when it comes to my relationships, I went through two divorces. Mm. I had a recent date that didn't work out. I had to break up with her. Uh, but, but, it, but it's okay. Life, life keeps moving forward. Uh, I have faith. I, 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 that's why, that's why uh, people say that and people see me. Wait a minute, William. You seem all. You always seem happy, no yeah. matter what. Are you on drugs or something? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say you're on drugs, but I think it's great that that you take things one step at a time. It sounds like, and that you're looking at the positive, right? And you talk yeah. about this in the book how some people could easily get mad and throw things and and get upset, but that's yeah, it's not their fault. They play a role. But I, I think it's hard for for us as humans to do that. And guys, it's going to take practice. So what would you say, having done this essentially almost uh, for at least 15 years, that you've done this, you've worked on it, what would you say to people on how to face criticism when they're met with it? What would you say? Well, criticism, sometimes we do have to listen, but it's important to figure out who to listen it, who to listen from, who to take feedback from, and then who to discard. Usually the way I approach this is that if the criticism is constructive, I'll take it. I, I, I use it to improve myself. But if it's not constructive, it's just like, like random hating on me, then yeah, it's, I got to let that go and, and move on. Yeah, so I love that. I love what you said, because especially in this month of bullying and cyberbullying, guys, you're gonna, you may face this, uh, but listen to what William is saying. You know, let it go. Like, do you think there's anything constructive in facing uh, cr- cr- unwarranted criticism, hate, as you will, with more hate or pushback? Like, is there any point to that? I say that uh, it really depends. I don't want to say, like, always ignore and walk away because that's not realistic either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, like, but I, I, lear- I learned throughout the years how I can frame it as a positive. You have any tricks on that? Well, I, I I would say let me see. What, I would say reframe it. Like okay. like like for example, uh, the, the stinging, right? I, people t- people in the media, my critics, tell me that hey, William, you don't have the best stinging talent. You shouldn't work in the entertainment industry. Maybe you should go back to school. Uh, so the way the way I reframe it is that it, yes, I don't have the best stinging talent. But I am giving value to people that wants to listen to me, tens of thousands or millions of people. Uh, the way I give value is that whenever people he- see me or hear me, they smile, they're happy. That means something in the entertainment business. It's the most important thing. Otherwise, what's the point of entertainment? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, you've said it before. Um, you're, not, you're not for everyone, but you do entertain. And I, yeah. think, I think that's something important for all of us to remember is we aren't here to please 100%. You're not going to please 100% yeah. of the people, right? But there is a percentage of people that do like you and enjoy you and you are there for them. And that's like, it's almost like you've created a niche for yourself, right? Everyone sometimes goes too broad, but you've yeah. already found the people that that enjoy you. I mean, it's on you. If you look at YouTube videos, there are people who are inspired by what you're doing, by your TED talk that you gave, yeah. which we'll talk about soon, Right. And it's yeah. amazing how sometimes we, we 
Because we're not 100, we think we're a failure. But in actuality, and you're an example of this, that's not true at all. Yeah. Right? And so let's talk about the book that you wrote, because it seems like it's, you've gone through the gamut, just highlights, right? You did civil engineering, you became an entertainer, you went back to school, you got a job with the government, you play poker professionally, <laughs> yeah, right? And you're also a professional speaker. Yes. And you talk about all these experiences in the book and you come up with the fact that, you know, we can be a champion by choice and that there are yes. three C's to talk about yeah. this. Can you talk a little bit about um, the first C, communicate? Yes. The, so the communicate is the is our most important foundation uh, because if you choose to be positive, then a lot of, a, a lot of things uh, will will go well for you. People, everybody loves positive and happy energy. Mm -hmm. Even when things get us down, even when th negative things hit us, whatever it is, health, relationships, money, being uh, coming from a positive angle is so much better. It's so empowering. It's also uh, a note that you make about talking about one's truth and how you have to be honest with yourself. And so that's right. Did you ever struggle with with that? being honest with yourself or speaking your truth? It doesn't seem like it, but just checking. Uh, no, no. I, I, the, so because, because I also learned uh, about that. That's why it's communication so important. I learned that I could share just about everything that's true, but, but, uh, but being tactful about it. Like I, for example, I wouldn't say bad things about a particular person because I, I'm sure nobody, I don't want people to say bad things about me, mm. but I can reframe it and say, oh, maybe this particular coach wasn't right for me. Uh, he, he, it, it wasn't, uh, maybe this, uh, this program or, or this, this regimen, whatever, whatever it is, sure. I can frame, frame it in a way that's, that's productive for people to learn, learn the truth behind it. Oh, absolutely. That's awesome. And then the second C you have is context, which I think oftentimes we like to skip over and just forget all about context. But why is that important? Well, uh, when I think when I hear the word context, I think of the big picture uh, and, and also the current situation. Uh, it's, it's very important because, because, because like I described earlier about my American Idol experience and mm -hmm. the way I, I see everything. If I didn't understand, if I didn't see the big picture, if I didn't understand that all oh, those people have to play roles as judges, you know what, what they say might not be even be true uh, in terms of their real opinion outside of the of the judge's chair, mm -hmm. and so that's why I could just let it go, whatever. Uh, and the media, you know, it, it, it could it, to some extent it could be the same thing. Uh, I don't know about Amer um, if it's true uh, for American media why they have to go after me like oh this is a poor singer he can't sing uh, but actually in, in in Hong Kong and Asia uh, they are actually they are really well known for that <laughs> it's not it's not it's not great because they, they're well known for that because they have to make news that people will read people will care about people will open the emails and newspapers yeah there seems to be a fascination with um the negative, unfortunately. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think we, uh, you know, especially on social media, except maybe Instagram, but like Twitter, it's prevalent. You know, it's just people can be mean. People can be mean. Yeah. And the thing I think we have to remember um, and that you epitomize is it's not personal. 
Like these guys yeah. are being mean and, and talking about it, but it's not a reflection of you, the victim, but more yeah. so the, a reflection of them, the, the perpetrator. Um, and because you had such a positive mindset, even when, and I forget the reporter's name, uh, announced on TV that you had, a, you were the worst singer ever. Yeah. John Beard. I'll never forget him. Yeah. I'm sure you won't. Uh, but you know, for every John Pierce there is, there's a hundred other people who think you sound great. And yeah. And it's all in one's perception, right? Not all, yeah. there's how many types of music out there and not every music is for everybody, right? right. I'm not right. really a hard rock metal kind of person, but yeah, yeah. I like pop music. I like country, yeah. right? And, right? and vice versa. Not all he heavy metal listeners like pop. It's too happy and poppy for them. So everybody yeah. has their own tastes. And so yes. we got to fight it, right? And, yeah. and you do a great job of that because you talk about that and you've experienced it and here you are today because a lot of people i'm gonna be honest with you william a lot of people would have folded under the pressure and criticism that they received yeah i mean do you think that's why you're beloved in a sense to to all audience globally is because you kind of faced the storm and didn't let it change you negatively yeah well, uh, I think I think it's 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 one of it's one of the things that I'm proud of. Uh, that I would say that somehow, like I come from a place of humility, mm. but I'm also come from a place uh, of standing uh, for my values. That's great. That well, that goes to exactly what you said: communication and context. And so the the last C in your book, I think, is actually the most important. Because I think it talks about the world today and, and one, how you did so well, but also how us as dream chasers and people who are trying to pursue their passion can do well. And that C is connection. And you talk about really well in the book, but why, why was connection important for you to include as one of the C's for champion by choice? Uh, because nobody can succeed alone. Mm. Really, really it's no, no, nobody can, not, not in the long term. Uh, for me, I did get lucky. I got a lucky break at the right time. But even for me, throughout the 15 years, if, if I didn't have the right connections, I wouldn't be talking to you today. You know, so it, it's, it's having the, the right mentors, the right coaches, the right friends, the right people in your network to lift you up. Because sometimes we need people to lift each other. You talk about this in the book, and it's something I, I think my listeners need to hear. And it's about how... You have to understand the context of your relationship. How if it's someone you just met, you shouldn't be asking them for $10,000 immediately. Maybe a lifelong friend, <laughs> yeah. right? Maybe that yeah. would be okay. But but someone you just met, don't ask for $10,000. You guys know yeah. that. But you talk about, um, you had a number of them, sincerity, honesty, boundaries, accessibility, gratitude, and respect. And how nurturing the relationships we have with those characteristics will help us grow. And so in your ventures, one thing I think we do poorly is sometimes we hold on to people we should have let go of. Yeah. Have you ever experienced that, especially given that you've gone through seasons? You got, went through a season as an engineer, then you became a season as an entertainer, then you went back, right? You've gone through different seasons. Yes, yes. Is it important to, to let go of people whose season is over? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure if I resonate with the word season, but phases in your life. Yeah, sure. Yes. It phases. Is. That Same thing. Yeah. 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 
but how do you how do you know when given that you've kind of gone through it how would you know that someone's it's time to let someone go because sometimes i think we hold on too long uh i would say uh like like for think about the for, the values and the vision that you want to create in the world and that for me changed over time mm. Because there were there was a period where okay I just want to uh, enjoy the ride the, the travel the entertainment as much as I could uh, there was a phase in my life where okay I just gonna show up at work go go have fun after work I don't want to do anything else but then th- that's not a very fulfilling life to live and so now I last two years or so that's that's when I decided okay I gotta pick myself back up again I want people who want to really keep chasing their dreams <laughs> nice no yeah. i love that so, because yeah because some people think you can only have one dream yeah. I, I think you're living proof that that's not true at all so you've actually you picked yourself back up and you actually made a, de- a decision recently in the last two years i think uh to do something again that's not typical for an asian and not typical yeah. for someone who's done what you've done or let alone um graduate from college can you talk a little bit about the decision to pursue poker professionally and speaking yes uh so so i started poke i would start with poker it's not i actually have a have a secret love for poker uh since 2004 okay. uh, because i i've, I've been, and the reason was was uh because i have a lot of downtime in between the, the performances even though i was performing at four to five times a month traveling a lot back then I needed something to to fill up the time. I needed something that's 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 different from what I do. So that's when I got into poker. Uh, and then sometimes I play, sometimes I don't. But but I still been playing. Uh, uh, but but poker taught me a lot of very interesting lessons. Uh, at uh, as for now, uh, I, I'm I'm not sure when, but there's a lot of Asians that are professional poker players. I if you go to yeah yeah, if you go to your local casino, you see a lot of Asians. Uh, it's, so I don't feel that uh, I would be that special, but there's something in me that tells me that that's not the right path for me to be a professional poker player. Uh, uh, the reason is not because I'm not making money. I could actually I could make decent money playing poker, but there's but I feel that I can create more value in the world by creating a speaking and coaching business uh, because I feel that in poker. What's not what, what doesn't feel right for me as a long-term career is that I'm taking money from people that are less, less knowledgeable than myself. Mm. Yeah, that's, and again, not a typical path. No. So the fact that you, you kind of embrace this is, is awesome. Do you have any regrets? I mean, it's been two years since you've kind of started down this path. Any regrets having made that choice? Oh no 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 regret! It took it, it took me a while to discover what what I really want in my life. I still play poker as a hobby because I, and it it also gives me a lot of insights in terms of how I want to take calculated risks to grow my business. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest lesson I learned. Uh, because poker, uh, you you can't you can't always just sit around and wait for the good cards. You have to create the good situations for yourself so that you can achieve your dreams. Oh, that was deep. That yeah. was a good one. That yeah. was a good one. So I, I love that. And with what you're doing, I mean, so many amazing things. Let me ask you before we kind of go to a new section, which you'll appreciate given your, your professional speaking background with, with Toastmasters. What, what is something you would tell people today who are trying to chase their dreams? What is it you would want to tell them? 
take action today, make your own luck. That, 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 that's, that, that's my mentality now, uh, the last couple of years. Uh, and that's, that's how I was able to get on the, the biggest stages, uh, get, get, get invited to TEDx talks. Uh, you know, even though I get invited, I still have to put in the work. I still have to uh, have a, uh, a, a really de a decent presentation in place uh, to take advantage of those opportunities. But, but, it's also, but I'm also proactively talking to people. So I feel that, 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 you know, even though I'm lucky, it's not just by luck, right? It's more like luck and skill. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, you definitely see that you're working for it and everything you're doing. So, William, I think it's that time. All We're right. going to play some cards, all right? Okay. I'm going to ask you some questions just so we can get to know you a little bit better than we've already heard in the past half hour, okay? Yeah. All right. I'm randomly picking the first question. All right. What's the funniest commercial on TV right now for you? Ooh, I, I don't watch a lot of commercials, <laughs> uh, but, but I, I, I saw one that's really touching. It's not funny, but it's really touching. What was that? And there was, it, it was like an extra gum. Uh, that it's it's, a, it's like a Super Bowl commercial, I believe. Uh, but but it was like love making. There was a, a high school hot girl and a guy uh, making uh, creating a relationship together. It was uh, the way they created. It was so touching. They have they have the different scenes throughout, uh, and and then they 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 show the gum, but they don't actively sell the gum, which is really smart. Is that the one where he proposes at the end? Yes. Oh, yeah, that was a great commercial. I, yes. I, I did. It stands out. That's how you know. Yeah. yeah. All right. Second question. Do you have any crazy neighbors? I actually moved to a new place and I do ha have a crazy neighbor, but not that crazy. Crazy because uh, he, uh, th th my neighbor always has a dog that loves to bark. Every time I, I open the door, I, I, I hear the dog, the, the, somehow the dog, they, they would uh, rush to the, the, the good thing is a locked gate, a locked door. They would rush to that. And then I go, <laughs> <laughs> drives me nuts. And then, and that's, that's how I know I, okay, I'm back home now. Yeah. That's, that's your key. After a long yeah. day, you're home. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What are your top two favorite apps? Ooh, top two favorite apps. Uh, one of them would be, I used the I used one called TikTok. It's a productivity app. Uh, so it tracks your 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 tasks, your 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 time, your 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 pomodoros, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like like basically, it's like a task productivity manager. The other one I use a lot. Let's see, favorite apps. Ooh. I, I I like YouTube. I, I mean, I I want I, I spend a lot of time on it. That's a good one. What was the name of the first one again? Tick 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 tick. All right, all right. What's your favorite purchase from last year? My favorite purchase from last year. Hmm. What did I buy? <laughs> I don't. I don't buy very much. <laughs> what What did I buy last year? Oh. oh. Because because I was gonna see my car, my new car, my uh -huh. my my new used car, whatever you call it. But my used car is like okay, it's twenty seventeen. It, it's close enough, I guess, because I couldn't figure it out in the top of my head. We'll take it. We'll take yeah. it. A new car is always yeah. a nice purchase. Yeah. Okay. What color won't you wear, no matter how great the outfit is? Pink. Uh, That's fair. Big, 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 yeah. That's fair. I mean. 
even if it's a light pink? Uh, yeah, I, 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 it, yeah. I, I wouldn't say I won't wear a hundred percent never, but, but I prefer not to, unless it's some really interesting, weird conference event. They want me to wear pink. That'll work. All right. Last question. Who's the greatest athlete who has ever lived? The greatest athlete. There's a lot of options, a lot of sports. Yeah. I, I don't think you'd go wrong with whoever you pick. I know, I know. Um, I, I, I like, I like, uh, I like Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah. He, I, I feel that he's, uh, he's like an inspiration symbol. Like he always uh, creating his own fake plays. You know, if it, it, it feels like that, he, the way he approached the, uh, the sport as a player, mm-hmm. basketball player, we can apply to our lives. That's a good one. I, I would lean towards Michael Jordan. That's a good one. So, William. All these guys are probably stoked. Can't wait to get your book. If they want to connect with you online, where can, where can they go? They can go to willhung.com. W-I-L-L-H-U-N-G.com. That's awesome. William, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story with us. It's very appreciative. You're welcome. Hey, guys, you guys can find more about William, his book, and all the links, including links to his TED Talk and everything on the show notes page over at amyj21.com slash episode 206. That's episode 206. Until next time, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at amyj 21 that's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing. Keep chasing.